Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome, dear listener, to ABW Preview with me, Mr. Stephen, and my colleague, Mr. Carpenter. We're not going to mention the fact that VAR has decided and the PGMOL have decided, oh, let's make this last the last game of the season. Let's just give penalties away and, uh, and do stuff like that. No, we're not going to mention that. We're going to try our very best and be upbeat about tomorrow's thwacking. That's a lovely word. Thwacking of Newcastle United. Chris, how are you doing? I'm all right, Danny. Yes, yes. I'll be probably better after whatever will be will be tomorrow. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. If people hear a big thud and a calamity, that's because my stupid cat, Dora... I'm on my computer desk. I've got the computer door slightly open. So her body's on the desk. Her head is on the slightly ajar door. And she's slowly melting, melting towards the door. Dora, that's the door, my darling. I can't just let her fall. It would be hilarious. I'm going to have to close this door. Don't look there. There you go. Don't fall off. Fucking idiot. Welcome to Cat World with me and my stupid cat. Don't do it. Oh, she's going. I'll carry on with the show. Um, right, how do you feel about tomorrow's game? Because uh, if I go over our recent fixtures, we have beaten Newcastle in all competitions 19 out of the last 20 games. That should fill us full of confidence. At Newcastle, the last one, May 21, um, we beat them 2-0, the Egyptian Perlo and Aubameyang. And then we had Matt Ryan in goal for that game. Oh, glory days. And we had four Brazilians starting the game. Gabriel, Louise, William and uh, Martinelli. <laughs> and the game before that, August 2019. Um, I think this might have been... It was in the before times. That was good. Back in the olden days. Uh, 1-1-0. Uh, Aubameyang scored the goal. And the one before that was September 2018. We beat them 2-1. Xhaka and Ozil. And then uh, the game before that was uh, August 2015. We won 1-0 with your lookalike, Fabrizio Coloscini. Uh, your stunt double. Are you still making money for being his stunt double? Uh, no, I haven't got the curls these days. He had no. more of a curly mop than he. He's more David Luiz than, uh, than, than anything else, wasn't he? Coloscini, Argentine. Uh, I think he's still is he still playing? He went back to Argentina, didn't he? To he did. He said he wanted to go bit. back and spend time with his family. Was it so, Colón he went back to? Or I can't remember. Where, yeah, but I remember he went back to Argentina for a while. Which one of these looks the best? That one. That one. That's too big. That's too big. That's, That's quite cool. And then this one. Ooh, I like the black one personally. That the black is easy to read. Mm, yeah. Yes. I like, I like that. Um, Davison is there. Arsenal need to win tomorrow and against Everton, and we are in the Champions League. Well, VAR and PGMO might have something to say about that. It's not Bayern and Man City we're playing. <laughs> Two open teams. We need to be about fit and ruthless. He's right, isn't he? 
Yeah, well, I know I know we, we said we weren't going to address the earlier, but I, I'm going to address it. Um, <laughs> I knew we would. P, PGMOL slash Sky slash BT Sport 1 uh, uh, Burnley nil. I, do you know, like I didn't, I didn't go into this game thinking. I didn't even watch it. I, I had it on it. I've had the audio on, but I didn't watch it because um, why do you want to watch that shower? But I didn't expect anything from Burnley. But I almost feel more, um, and 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 I have to, I have to caveat this by saying we shouldn't have to worry about other people's results. Our results are what's important. We'll come on to that. But it would have been nice going in tomorrow with a bit of a you know a cushion of them having drawn or you know having a bit lost. But it's weird because I actually thought, to be fair to Burnley, I thought they actually played pretty well. And if they'd have gone in at half time, there's a thing anybody who plays FIFA will, will relate to this 45th minute scripting. Um, it, it, yes, it's, it's, up it's an there. actual thing. We've it's spoke to with... people in the know. Scripting is a thing. Yeah, it's up, it's up there with kickoff cheese. You know, 45th minute and 90th minute cheese where um, your, your opponent gets, gets a, a slightly favourable decision right on the half time whistle. If that is, and I know the handball rule is arse and all that, but I'm sorry, if his hand's in an unnatural position, you know, it's not like he even does that. He's just jumping, like his arm's tucked in. It's just absolutely stupid. Uh, it really is. And, of course, that knobhead was always going to put the penalty away. But, um, yeah, just, I don't know. In, in a week where we've seen, and let's not forget, I think people already tweeted it, the same uh, when, when we went to Burnley and Pepe didn't get the handball, which was arguably far more clear cut than this one today, it's just it's that word again, isn't it? Inconsistencies. Um, penalties, you know, VAR should be used for things like the, the West Ham Man City game. Man City missed the penalty, the City pillocks, but that you know that's what it should be used for. Where a, a defender lunges for the ball, gets nowhere near it, does the who oh, what me off? I didn't touch him replay clearly states you know clearly shows he did touch him he took him out that's what it should be used for you know this and and if we're if we're gonna get into a realm of um if we're gonna get into a realm something's really wound me up recently is where you've got like you've got gary tottenham neville and martin tottenham tyler sitting in the um as they're now known by the way legally they're sitting in the studio going oh i'm hearing in my ear what the var is saying well how about we hear that how about because it's not an issue of like Tony Adams Martin, and what's his name, um, David Ellery. It's not like you're going to hear the players effing and jeffing. Let's hear that VAR say we're going to make the recommendation for the you know referee to go to the monitor for the following reason. You know, have these people be accountable? And I think that's what fans are cheesed off with. It's not if a decision is wrong, you know, and we make a poor tackle or whatever, then fine. You know, you 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 expect to be penalised for the ones you do wrong. And you expect to get the decisions you get right. So for me, you either have it or you have nothing. I watched um, Nottingham Forest against um, uh, Sheffield United the other day. Really good game of football against two sides that I, I'm not particularly bothered about. Just a really good game of football because there was no VAR. There was none of this ball crap of, oh, you know, we're going to have to refer this, refer that. And it was just a really good game of football. One of the goals was a little bit sus. But it didn't affect either team, you know. Just I, it, it's just it. It's very clear to me. I don't think it's a conspiracy, but it's very clear to me that Sky and BT and others would would really like it if there was a couple of things on on the line at the end of the season, and they're they're going to get their wish if we manage to win tomorrow. And 
maybe we'll, that's where we can transition. But today's decision was just bullshit. And and although we didn't expect anything from Burnley, um, if that game would have been nil nil with fifteen minutes to go, who knows? You know, because it would have been like Brighton where they got three points. But anyway, there you go. Rant over. It's true though. Sai has been saying for ages that it's it's all fixed for the for the TV. And you think you'd be married, Simon Collins? By the way. I said Sai. Oh, Sai, Sai and Vesh. Oh, well, no, oh Sai, sorry. Simon tied the knot then. When yeah, was that? Married yesterday. Yeah. Oh, there's pictures on his Instagram. Yeah. Congrats, Sai, if you want to know. That's how much I look at Instagram. <laughs> we do anyway, yeah. But you oh, are right. That's lovely. Uh, were you in any of our is is uh, old podcasting chums, buddies, pals invited? Uh, I certainly wasn't. No, I think I think he's. Um, He's got his own circle of friends, and I think he's up country. So, it'd be where was it? I think it's up country somewhere. I don't don't know exactly, but I think it was up country somewhere. Yeah. So, Sai and Vesh in the chat, who also was having a little thing earlier because your one is went. Is this an emergency podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a bit like that, isn't it? Uh, Yes, Sai's been saying for ages that. that it's all uh, the TV and the EPL and they're all getting together and they're making things happen like this. But it is weird that it looks like going into the last game of the season, uh, first and second and fourth place are all still going to be, as they say, up for grabs. It's uh, yeah. not normal, is it? But they, it's all on the last game for Man City when they won the league all those years ago. That The yeah. audience they get and the amount of money they'll be able to ask for the advertising that comes on and all that other stuff. I mean... Well, it- in an ideal world, Sky want us to to draw tomorrow, don't they? Um, or lose, but you know to draw, so we all go in exactly level, and then it goes down. To, that's what they want, isn't it? Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, as, as I say, like I'm not. I'm not saying there is a conspiracy because I think people who think like that probably need to get that tinfoil hat uh, surgically removed. It's a bit weird, um, but you you can't overlook the fact that there have been a number of questionable decisions in very big games and questionable uh, incidents in very big games that have led to points being dropped by not just Arsenal by other teams as well um, and it, it I don't know it's just a bit it's just a bit iffy the, the one that really stood out to me was that Liverpool Spurs game when uh, was it Emerson Royale um, took out Diego Jota I think it was same referee you know same same referee with the same VAR you know the, the access to VAR no pen and that was the most blatant shove ever and yet the one you watched the other night and you just go what and i've, I've seen people I, I like you know do respect that their um footballing knowledge and opinions come out oh it's a blatant penalty like are, are you are you all right like genuinely are you okay because if you think that's a blatant penalty we might as well just call it nba premier league from now on because it will be a non-contact sport within 18 months because you know, it, I'm, I'm sorry. And and people say uh, this fucking Nimrod was arguing with, I was in Al- Alan Algar's um, uh, Twitter feed the other day and some Nimrod was was tweeting about, oh, you know, a player can't defend space. I was like, are you, like, are you okay? again, are you all right in the head? A player is perfectly entitled to defend space, not just the ball. So I don't know, uh, no conspiracies, but it's just a little bit odd that big decisions go in certain teams' favours at the end of the season. True. Um, like Julio Salmondo, still on the run from the FBI, last seen in Jersey, said, uh, um, I'm consigned to fifth place, so I'm not going to get disheartened. Pity it's spuds, though. 
So uh, I, we've uh, last season we did. Uh, there was um, Femi, Stokes, Josh. Who was the other one? Um, uh, Rich, wasn't it? Richard. That's yeah, it. I they did, did one it. podcast, and then me, you, and John did another one, and did all of our predictions. Now I've gone and spent two hours yesterday cutting those bits out, that section out of each of the two podcasts, putting them together and then doing our predictions. And so I've, that's already up on YouTube, but it's hidden. Only only we know where it is. Uh, I don't think anybody in the ABW group bothered to watch it. Probably not, because, uh, in fact, I can check if anybody watched it, because there should only be one view on it. Um, uh, one I, other I, person I, has watched it. That was me. Yeah, that was me yeah. last night. I didn't get all the way through, but I did watch most of it last night. What do you think to it? I don't know if you're lying. <laughs> no, 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 genuinely. Um, Stokes's uh, opinion that Aubameyang will be player of the season was, was a good one. <laughs> um, How many of us went for Pepe as top goal scorer? Yeah, and Josh saying that Saka would be our player of the season was, was you know, <laughs> the opposite was a good call. So, yeah, I, I, so I haven't spoilers. gone through it all, but yeah. Uh, I won't give you any spoilers. There's only one person out of the seven that predicted fourth place. And hmm. some of us predicted eighth, but I won't give it away. That podcast will be released um, in the uh, the end of the week, um, in, after the end of the season. So, well, that's only a week today, isn't it? So, it'll probably be next Tuesday or Wednesday after the season finishes. See, see I would normally, I would, I would normally be the positive one saying we can get fourth. So, you know, that would have been me probably back then. But yeah, how times have changed, eh? But. But it's in our hands. Should we? Should we? Should we talk about tomorrow? I mean, that's that's what we're here for, after yes. all. Yes. Uh, um, Clock Orange says uh, we're going to lose two one at Newcastle, and Capo reacts says people need to believe we will beat Newcastle tomorrow. Don't worry, fellow Gooners. And uh, that's a name I don't recognise. If you're new, hello. Um, uh, and everyone says well done. Thank you. So, what's your thoughts on the game tomorrow? I mean, nineteen out of twenty wins. Yeah. The only decent player they got is the bloke that we should have signed, Guamis, um, in midfield. But when you're getting offered, what, £20 million if the team don't get relegated or something, some crazy nonsense like that, <laughs> I think we should be able to go there and beat them because they, they've got their flip-flops on. They've got their sand in, their toes in the Dubai sand. When you say Guamis, I assume you mean Bruno Grimarish. Is that who That's you're it. referring to? <laughs> I think you're saying yeah. it wrong, not me. Of course, naturally. Um, Akpom. I... Yeah, if you know, you know. I tweeted a while ago, I'm just trying to find it now in relation to this game. It was pre-North London Derby, so obviously you've got to take that into consideration. But I sort of just tweeted and I said, um, oh, yeah, here you go. So I keep reading, if we beat Leeds tomorrow, we can take a draw at the Armitage Sh- Shanks Depot. And I said, no, it shouldn't be that. We need to go to the Armitage Shanks Depot, win and crush their pain- pitiful existence. And and the same thing applies to Newcastle. Um you know, if you if you'd have said to us, I wouldn't even say at the start of the season because it's easy to say that. If you'd have said to us after that that string of three defeats we had recently that we would be top four in our own hands with two games to go, you'd have absolutely bitten our hands off. I mean, after we lost to Palace, was it that night? We were bloody awful. Um, I mean, it, I, yeah, even I went, nah, no, nah, mm. we're 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 toast because we looked like we were, you know, we had injuries, we looked listless, we looked clueless, we just we looked really poor. Um, and we didn't look much better for the next two games we lost, but but we have turned it round. Um, I think Arteta probably did the right thing by by just sort of putting that game to bed. Um, I thought he showed his inexperience a little bit after the game, giving it the sort of you know if I speak I'll be in trouble. Um, I know why he's done it. He's taking the pressure off the players. I, I, he's putting it on his own head. 
I totally get that. I just think it was a slight bit of immaturity there, and I think that's why the all-powering match-fixing Antonio Conte has gone after him. Um, let's not forget he is a uh, a proven match-fixing cretin. In month suspension. Um, exactly. Didn't they have two other... Was he at Juventus as a player during mm-hmm. the Calciopolis or manager? I believe he was a player and a manager, I think, for memory. Never he was certainly sure. tied up in it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been as a two-bob no, which is why he manages that lot. As is Daniel Levy allegedly, but um, yeah, I just I just think that that if you'd have offered us that on the plate, we'd have taken it. And you know, today's result, whilst I whilst I always hope um, to see Tottenham lose because it's funny, um, I didn't wake up this morning thinking, oh God, I really hope Burnley. Do, you know, I wasn't banking on that. I was like, anything they get from today, great, fantastic, that'd be a great boost. But ultimately, we have to win two games. Everton are about to kick off against Brentford. The best possible result there is an Everton win 14-0. Then, then they're safe. Um, then they're safe. They no can pressure. Flip-flops can go on. And I know there'll be the argument of, oh, yeah, but every team plays to the end of the season. Ask Watford about that today. Went 1-0 up, lost 5-1 at home to, to Leicester. Leicester you know, turned up, finally. <laughs> yeah, when it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and to be honest, even with Everton fighting for their lives, I would still back us at home in a must-win game to win. The, 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 the trickier tie is the Newcastle tie, but I keep reading online that people are, oh, you know, well, Newcastle, we're going to get stuff. We're gonna... It's Newcastle. Like, and no disrespect, like, you know, I've got nothing against the Geordies. I've got nothing against Newcastle apart from their ownership. Um, you know, but it is Newcastle and Eddie Howe and... It, it, we're not going away to Anfield or the Etihad or, you know, by Arena or the New Camp. You know, we're going to Newcastle. Um, the the injury situation is not ideal, but Tommy Asu's more than, you know, more than capable central defender. In fact, in my opinion, he's a better central defender than he is right back anyway. Um, we'll pair him, I assume, with um, with uh, who who will be. Well, I guess it depends on whether Ben White's fit or not, doesn't it? Because um, we well, haven't got anybody else. The Premier League injury dot com. Bob, big Bob's out. Tyranny's yeah. out. Party's out. And Santos is uh, tomorrow. This was on the fifteenth, which is what day? It's out today. Um, there's a quote: "Tomorrow will be the day we have better answers. Probably not the answers we want until match day, but hopefully better answers." So I'd say which is which is today, isn't it? And and from what yeah. I can gather, Ben White did really well to even make the bench the other night. So I, he's not fit. So the question you've got to ask yourself is: Is he fit enough to get through ninety minutes? And then you know, do we ban Jack Sim for the end of the season, or worse still, the whole summer? Well, it's um, going to be Tommy Ashu. And uh, Xhaka at left back. I mean, left centre back. You might have to go three three centre backs. I was going to say you're going to have to play Xhaka at centre back, arguably, if 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 if, because Gabriel, whatever anyone says, that's a hamstring. Like you you can't run that off. He's out. It's whether White's fit enough to do twenty minutes, uh, twenty minutes, um, a half and a bit, sixty minutes, seventy minutes, or not. Um, I think. And then, and then the other problem you've got then is if you move Tommy Asu inside, you've then got the issue of who else do you play? You know, who do you play on the flanks? Cedric, um, you know, whether you like him or you don't, is the experienced option. So you, I guess you keep him at right back. But do you then bring Tavares in at left back? I think you have to because you haven't got any other choice. So the, the I I feel like we kind of need to go up to Newcastle with the intention of trying to to trying to outscore them. 
Um, because I think if we go up there with the mentality of let's just sit in and hopefully catch them out on the counter, I've, I do think then we're going to be in a bit of trouble because, you know, St. Maximin can turn up on his day. Um, Chris Wood hasn't scored for about six years, so he's probably due a hat-trick. Um, and, you know, Gimaraj is, is obviously in form. They've got players who can hurt us. Um, well, they I've have just... lost their last two games. Um, they lost... Yeah. I'm just looking here, lost 5-0 to Man City and then they lost 1-0 to Liverpool when everybody loses those two games. Their form for the last uh, last six games, they've won four, drawn two, lost two, scored seven, conceded seven, whereas we've uh, got the same win and loss record, but we've scored 11 and conceded nine. They were unlucky against Liverpool, to be fair. It's only a a Mane cheating that got them the win there. And Man City are blowing everyone away, apart from today. Obviously, you know, in recent events, they've been good in the league. Um, I guess my concern is is that classic Newcastle under the lights, last home game of the season, fans up for it. If if we if we got there tomorrow and we start well and we get an early goal and you and you you dampen the crowd, I could see us comfortably coming out two or three one winners. If you go up there and you and you you're under the cosh from the from the first whistle, which you know if Eddie Howe's got any sort of brains, he'll he'll go at us. Then we are we might have to survive for for a little while in that game. But let's not forget we've got enough in those forward players, you know, in Erdegaard, in 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 Katia, in, in Smith Rowe, Saka, Martinelli. There's enough firepower there to to get us goals. Um, it's what's behind that that worries me a bit, and and it's going to be a hodgepodge of a team. You're going to need Ramsdale to be, you know, really focused and not sort of doing a wandering act around his penalty area. You're going to need the the big characters at the back, like the Tomiyasu, to lead whoever is in central defence with him. You're going to need Xhaka to not be the Xhaka we know he can be. I.e., he's going to need to keep his head. Um, and then in that midfield area, I presume it's going to be on Nene and. I've got a feeling he might actually bring Smith Rowe into the starting lineup and drop Erdegaard into that midfield area, which worries me a bit. But I, I don't think he would play Lukonga in in such a big game personally. Too many games. He's not enough had enough not had enough minutes in recent games. But yeah, it's going to be I, goals because Newcastle this season at home scored twenty four, conceded twenty seven. And as away scored twenty six, conceded twenty nine. So I, I it's I'd not actually, going to be a nil nil. I'd actually be tempted to to bring Lacazette in to the lineup tomorrow with Nketiah. I'd actually be tempted to go almost a bit four four two, just because it gives you that more of a hold up. Because we're going to need some, we're going to need a little bit of an out ball tomorrow, and and whilst Nketiah will do the chasing down and, and give us that pace in behind, I I wouldn't be against the idea of having a focal point to hit. Um, you know, maybe even putting Lacazette like into the ten sort of role, which I don't think he could. He's a particularly good. You know, I don't think that's his his uh, his strength necessarily, or it shouldn't be. He should be a striker, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be adverse to playing him in that role and dropping Erdegaard deeper, or or like you say, Smith Rowe. But I, I just I think the team talk Arteta has is it, it's got to be as straightforward as guys. You know, everyone thinks you're going to bottle this. Everybody is. It has to be a siege mentality. Everybody is is going to be tuning in. We're going to get fans of teams that don't even give a shit about Arsenal tomorrow tuning in in the hope that we drop a bollock. You're going to have Man City fans, Liverpool fans, Chelsea, the whole lot, they're going to be lining up waiting for us to fail tomorrow. So, you know, we have to turn up. And let's not forget, that first 15 minutes against Spurs, they didn't get out of their half. You know, if if we'd have if we'd have got in front and not 
you know, spectacularly combusted. Who knows? But that's history. Like I said, we've got to we've got to focus on what's ahead now. And if we go, if we get those three, I I genuinely think if we get the three points tomorrow, um, we'll be all right against Everton. I'm not saying a guarantee, but I think we'll be all right. Wouldn't it be funny though? Just putting this out there. Wouldn't it be funny if we somehow lost or drew to Newcastle, beat Everton on the final day, and, and Spurs lost to Norwich? That would be quite funny. But I don't think that's going to happen because they're it's absolutely dreadful. Newcastle, uh, Norwich has conceded more goals than anyone else in a very yeah. long time. I, I mean, mean that's, uh, that's a gimme, that game, isn't it? Spurs will win that three or four. What's the goal difference? They're ahead, aren't they? Oh, theirs is 24, ours is 11. Oh, Christ. So that's irrelevant. Spurs yeah, so we. So it's simple. We just need to win two games, and yeah. and I think I think like I was listening to uh, Gunner Blog talk to Andrew on our blog the other day, and he was saying like listening to Conte wang on in his presser, and and the, you know the bottom line is now we just we just need to do our job. It's it, it. People keep forgetting it's it's in our hands. If we win two games, there is nothing any of them can do. None of the media, none of the referees, none of the conspiracy theorists, none of that. It's all bollocks. We just did, and that's it. But on the other side of that, as much as it would hurt, and it would hurt to see them, you know, go into the Champions League, albeit they'll be out in the group stage anyway. Um, none of us realistically, I think even the most hardened Arteta fan or Arsenal fan would have said we'd have been, you know, within a shot of top four in our own hands this time. If you just said that at the start of the season or even at Christmas or even after those three defeats, I think you'd have bitten our, you'd have bitten the hand off to have been in this position. So if we don't make it, we still made massive progress, but there's no de- there's no denying it would be pin and balloon syndrome if if we don't make it out of that those two games with two wins now. Oh, we will we'll beat both of them. It'd be a little bit closer in the the Newcastle game, but hopefully, yeah, like we're saying, Everton are going to beat Everton and Brentford. There, finally, Everton will be able to take a breath and go. I mean, as much as I'd love to see Fat Frank get relegated, I like Everton as a club, and I don't really want to see them go down. And mm. it helps us last game of the season. But Newcastle, I, I, I really like Newcastle as well. I, it's one of the few northern places I actually like. Always like the, the Newcastle team, mainly down to um, Kevin Keegan and the stuff that he did there. But it's, uh, I think we're going to win both games. And then as much as the VAR and all the Spurs fans and all the, the Spurs mafia in, in the media and uh, the PGMO and all these people, whether it's a conspiracy or not, doesn't matter. You can't stop us. We can go there and win. And to beat Newcastle, I'd rather have our defence out than have our strikers out because you don't win games with a decent defence, with all your defenders there. You, you need to score goals. And Smith Rowe didn't look that great when he came on against uh, against the scum. Didn't really, the team was all on their asses then. But then when it comes to this game, I think... I wouldn't mind seeing him start because Martinelli, you can't expect that poor boy. He ran his ass off for every minute that he is on that pitch and he's, he's, he's going to need a bit of a rest. And I think you may need something other than get the ball, run down the line, cross it to, to beat Newcastle because they've got some decent midfielders at the club. That bloke yeah. whose name I can't say is a really good player and he's, he's turned it on in recent games. He's scored a couple of, I think he scored a goal. He's got a couple of man of the matches and he's, he's, they're doing really well. Yeah. And yeah, but there is some truth in the fact that once a team has been fighting against relegation all season, once they're safe, 
they really do give up, as we've seen. So, which is why you see the classic Serie A last game of the season: seven fives, nine ones, six sixes. Because teams give think, up when they know they're safe. I think even even if they don't give up, you know, you you just you just don't want an Everton coming to the Emirates with something to play for. Yeah. You know that that that's that's the key. If if you if you've got an Everton coming turning up, knowing that they're safe, sure they'll put in a performance. They'll make it hard for us, etc., and so on. But you'd like to think, and, and and let's be honest, like let's let's put it as bluntly as this: if we can't beat Everton at home, and we're putting aside Newcastle here, but if we can't beat Everton at home, we don't we've got no business being in the top four. You know, based upon our results, we looked at those Chelsea games, the Man United games, we were like, oh god, you know, we we won both of those. I don't I don't think anyone really, if we're completely honest, expected us to go to Stamford Bridge, even though the absolute shit show that they are at the moment. I don't think any of us, hand on heart, could have boldly predicted we'd go there and turn them over in, in quite the fashion we did. Man United, I there was more of an expectation because they really are dreadful. And and by the way, any Man United fans that are watching, um, maybe have a look at the the dumpster fire in your own fucking backyard before you come <laughs> into ours because your club's an absolute shit show. But um, I do find it hilarious that they are still biting at us years later. Like, just look at your season. You physically can't catch us now. Look how bad you are, but um, yeah, I just, I just think that, um, I just think it's, uh, it's just a case of if, if you go into, if you go into a game with Everton, um, you know, knowing that that you've got to win to to make it. If you don't do that, you just haven't got any business being in the Champions League. You just haven't. Um, and the Newcastle game, in, in a weird way, Spurs winning today might actually do us some favours. Because Arteta mm. can now say to them, look, boys, you know what you've got to do. There's none of this, all oh, Spurs drew on Sunday, we can take it a bit easy. No, you, you know, you've got to win and that's it. And yes, let's not forget Amazon <laughs> conspiracies again. The Amazon documentary, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be, uh, be, it'd be a nice way to, to see off that documentary with us in that top four. So I'm going to struggle to watch it if we don't make it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I just think that team talk tomorrow should be really easy for him and and he's got to trust the players. You know, he chose to have a smaller squad. That was his choice. He's got to back those players now. And I think we'd all rather go into that game with Gabriel, Tierney, et cetera, available. But if they're not, then they're not. And we're just going to have to play with the squad we've got. And uh, Eddie Howe is a decent manager. Newcastle like to play decent football at the moment. And it's going to be a great atmosphere. And it'll probably be the greatest atmosphere ever at a Premier League game, two games in a row. Greatest atmosphere this side of Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Jeez, shit the bed. And, uh, You've seen their yes, new kit? Hilarious, isn't it? I have. Yeah, their, their new away kit is. Uh, I mean, they have had a history of a couple of white and green away kits in in pre in back in the olden days in the yeah. in the nineties. But uh, yeah, but I suppose we can't really complain because Port because uh, Wolves had a, uh, an away kit that was Portugal, wasn't it? Chelsea had that Russian themed kit, didn't they? They're not the first to do it. Okay. It's just that, yeah, they had a white with blue and white around the trim and the arms. Yeah, they're not the first to do it. Um, it's just, I think that just the timing and the way it's like, it's all a little bit. It, but it's the same with like Harlan signing for Man City when he's saying he's got all these opposing views and, you know, and, and Messi sort of being the, the ambassador and then wearing a shirt which is anti-homophobia on it, it's, uh, all these things. But ultimately, it's a business, it's money, uh, and they will do what they, they do. Uh, Eddie Howe has done a good job there, like he has. Um, people proclaiming him, proclaiming him the, the second coming of Jesus is a bit rich, but 
you know, again, this is Newcastle. Like they have Jordan Joe Shelby in their team, you know. Um, the goalkeeper's a bit iffy. Dubravka for me. They're they're centre back. Who are their centre backs? Is it Dan Burns? Uh, is it Lascelles still? Who, who are they playing at the back at the moment? I don't I don't remember Newcastle being particularly defensive, defensively secure in terms of like you know. I don't think they're like they're tight. Well, this season, I mean, they're fourteenth in the league. They've won eleven, drawn ten, lost fifteen, scored forty, conceded sixty-one. Well, there you go, sixty-one goals. So their their last game, their last game that they lost to Man City, they operated in a panic. <laughs> well, yeah, they were in a. I think it's in a, a variation of a four-two-three. Oh no, it's a four-three-three. Dan Byrne and Lascelles centre-backs, Emil Kraft and Matt Target full-backs, Grimaris, uh, Joe Linton and Longstaff midfield with Woods and Maximin and Almiron. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you, Chris Wood is going to be your danger, isn't he? Because even though he hasn't scored for however many months it is, you just know that a player of his sort of size and stature, um, like when he was at Burnley, he, we're going to have to keep him quiet. Callum Wilson's semi-back to fitness now. Um, and then St. Maximin, you just you never know what you're going to get. You know, the one thing I would say about St. Maximin, having seen him at, at Nice uh, when he was in France, is he's a he's a big stage player. You know, he's a flashy under the lights um, entertainer. So he will be bang up for that tomorrow night. Make no mistake about it. So we've we've got to we've got to be making sure we keep him quiet. And and if he's, I, I would be very surprised if they don't put him against Tavares if that's who we play. Um, and the, the one thing Tavares has is pace, of course. Um, but yeah, so Maximin running against running up against Cedric is, um, yeah, that's a little bit that, that that does worry me a touch. Um, but yeah, if you can nullify the threat, then you, you know, and they can't get the ball into Chris Wood, then then you do you remember when we played them against when we used to play against them when they had Andy Carroll? It's that kind of style of you know, style yeah. of service. You never had much luck against the likes of Andy Carroll, and who was the one at QPR? Oh, Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin. Yeah, he always got a yeah. goal against us, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were always decent players. But that was uh, under a different era. But we are, like Mike is saying there, who are our centre-backs? Well, I don't think we're going to rely on centre-backs because we've got one. So Tommy, stick Tommy Ashu in the middle and have the rest of them playing around him. I've got, I've got a suspicion Ben White might make it. I don't know why. Just, just the way Arteta sort of said, you know... It's not great and played it down. Gabriel, I think, rule it out because the minute a player does that, sits on the edge of the, you know, sits there and rubs the leg and and then does that sort of, oh, carry on, gaffer, you know. No, if your hamstring's gone, it's gone. Um, he's done. But but why, you know, they said that he he was lucky to make the Spurs game, you know, in terms of getting on the bench, but he didn't come off the bench, did he? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I, um, I wonder if they looked at it and went, you know what, game's gone. Let's wrap you in cotton wool. And uh, has he been in the training pictures, Ben White? Do we know? I've, I've not been. I've been taking very little notice of anything. But I was going to say that um, Arteta should get some recognition for not panicking and bringing on Ben White. He was thinking mm. about the games ahead. A year yeah. ago, he'd have brought Ben White on. Is if if indeed he was, of course. <laughs> Nobody really knows. But if he yeah, did, but... then that's a masterstroke, yeah. Because, you know, that... As I said, and I'm not saying he'll do the full 90. I wouldn't be surprised if he only did 60 minutes. But if he does enough to get us over the line, you know, or doesn't, you know, get, get, does enough to get us to where we're sort of one or two nil up, and then you can. I've always said this about resting players: get the game won, bring them off. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I just wouldn't be massively surprised because the problem you've got, as Mike quite rightly says, who's our centre-backs, if, if it's not just the fact you have only got arguably a, a right-back at centre-back, although, as I said, I, you know, he's, he plays centre-back for Japan very well. But if he... Oh, Richarlison scored, I believe, which is good news. Um, yep. If you if you play, uh, if you take Shaka out of the midfield, whatever you think of Shaka, and you know, I'll just I'll just rest my case there. Um, he has been me and John talking about it on the podcast. The, the original members of the Shaka fan club. Are yeah. you Shaka in or Shaka out? I, I've always been out personally. It, it, but it's not like I've never been. In the, I've mm. never abused. I've never been one of those guys. I just, I just personally don't think he's he's good enough for what we want. But he has been good this season. Like that's you know I, I won't do any disservice. He has been good, and he's been and him him and Al Nene's partnership has been really really crucial. So you're not only taking that away, you're also taking away, yeah. Sorry, you're not only taking away the centre backs, you're also taking away the midfield. So um, and Shaka is. <sighs> The, the, the one thing you would probably say is he, he can probably deal with the aerial element, like you say, the Chris Woods. But if you've got Jacker at centre back and you've got, you know, Almiron and and Saint Maximin running that, him, that that fills me with a little bit of uh, concern. And if you play five at the back, well, we can't play five at the back because we haven't got two centre backs. So <laughs> the, the hope the hope would be White gets gets the nod with Tommy Asu. Cedric plays right. I think you have to play Tavares left because you can't take Shaka out of the midfield. You you put Shaka and El Nene midfield, and you say to one of them, you have to sit at all costs. Probably arguably El Nene because he's quite disciplined there. And then you say to the front three slash four, go and win us the game. That's that's kind so of it. no can, pressure. But, yeah, we can also take the risk of um, Ben White not being fully fit, but then because the next game, Big Bob's back, and so yeah. if Ben White said, "Look, this is your final game of the season, Ben." Go out there, do what you can. Just even if you have to, do, just don't do anything like any anything silly, any dodgy tackles, anything that could make your your niggling injury any worse. But it could all be mind games. You could be fine. But I did don't you, think you mind games against Newcastle, do you? It's uh, they're not overly bothered. Did you hear the Saliba um, uh, conspiracies? Did you hear about this? No, go on. So, because Saliba is under 21 and was registered in Arsenal's first team squad at the start of the season... Oh, yes, I did. He, he could, by all rights, be brought back to the club today. Because um, if, if, if Arsenal... Basically, Arsenal would have to pay Marseille probably a considerable amount of money to terminate his loan, um, which Marseille are not going to agree to because they lost last night to Rennes and still need to win their final game next weekend. But... If uh, if they'd have won last night, um, Arsenal could have paid them quite a, a large amount of sort of George Graham-esque money in a brown envelope, and um, Saliba would have been eligible to have come into the side Monday to play. Um, I, I did. Uh, Matt Spiro, a good friend of mine, was the first to sort of because I, I did. I must admit, um, I'm quite annoying actually because he got a lot of retweets, and I could have I could have uh, I could have uh, gone viral, as the kids say, if I'd have leaked that one because this is the very first thing I looked into. Because I thought, mm, isn't Saliba um, going to miss the last game of the season? Isn't it? Isn't that what it all keeps um, hinges he's, on? He's suspended, yeah. But what I mean is, Marseille wouldn't that they wouldn't risk sending him. So he, the the way the Liga season works is that if you get Coleman's yeah, bookings, you don't just miss the next game; you miss like the game after the next game. So he yeah. was able to play last night. So he cannot play Marseille's final game of the season. But my point would be Marseille still going for the the. the so why place. do they care if he's there or not? He's not. He's not going there 
next next season, is he? Well, there's still some. They there's can't still afford. A... If they don't get Champions League football, they, they're not going to do it. They, they they can't afford it. It's very unlikely. But I'm just saying, I don't think they would be in any position to do us any favours, and we'd have but to pay a lot. Wouldn't that be uh, Wouldn't that be lovely if it, if we just Arteta had his arm round him at a press conference tomorrow? Got our centre back back. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Pop back. Yeah. Or oh, they did like a like a reveal, like a single man reveal yourself, and he like comes <laughs> out another way. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's just a nice thought. It, it's unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate that Bob had had his moment the other day and, and did what he did. Because, yeah, I, I keep yeah, I keep I keep thinking back to that incident. And I, I know we're not covering that game now, but when I watched it and I turned off at 1-0 because I just knew what was coming. But um, the first time that holding, do you remember when he sort of took, I can't call him that, Kyun Min Son. Hi, Steve, if you're watching. Um, when he took him out the first time and he did that little knee in his back, it was a yeah. little bit sly, and he did he did the Diego Costa thing. He sort of turned, he just turned, he just went, fucking get it. I just smiled at him, and I was like, Bob's on it. And then literally 10 minutes later, he was sent off, and I was like, ah! Because he, he got he got suckered in big time. Um, he did. It's, it's ridiculous that a bloke of his experience... And if he'd have listened to the, the the preview show that I did with Alex, the Spurs fan, I said that you have to just don't fall for the games that they play. Don't give them any chance to cheat. And that's exactly what Bob Reed. I mean, the referee, when he booked him, went, that's your third booking. That's your third foul on him now. You're being booked. And then what Gabriel and Holding should have maybe swapped sides or something. Swapped whoever's marking him because Holding has just lost his... He went full jacker. Yeah, I mean, whatever you think of... Arteta and that, I say I've I've come a little bit full circle in that you know he's certainly sort of made me eat my words a few times a season and I, I do hope he carries on learning as he has been recently but I think it was in hindsight it was a tactical error to put him on Son because you know it, it was it was just a poor decision if if you're going to put a man marking system in place don't have it as one of your slower centre backs and arguably don't have it as one of your centre backs detail one of the midfield men i.e. El Nene. Or even, yeah. you know, Martinelli or a Saka would have been perfect. And he's the other option, by the way. You could drop him into the, the left-back role tomorrow. Not that I think we should, but you could. Um, but, yeah, just say to one of the wing-back or one of the wingers, right, you know, when you come back, Cedric's going to be marking Son or um, on the other side, whoever the left-back was. Uh, who was the left-back the other night? God, who was the left-back the other night? Oh, we didn't we didn't really play with left-back, did we? He's kind of holding it. Anyway, Um you just detail the, the the fullback or the winger to be doubling up at all times. You do not let him go anywhere near the penalty box because that's what they did to Kane, and he didn't have a touch for twenty five minutes, did he? Oh, it's um, rotational foul them all. All have a go one by one. The pet philosophy. Uh, but yeah, as I say, it's done, and you know we're we're as bad as anyone because we're now talking about what could have oh, been. Tommy played game. left back, didn't he? Oh, of course he did. Yeah, he reverted over. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know. Oh, Red God. card in the Everton game. Oh, God. It's all going wrong. Who's that for? New four Everton? <gasps> Jared Braithwaite. Branthwaite. Oh, Branthwaite. Sounds like the one who used to play for Barcelona. The young lad. Yeah, that's Martin. Centre-back, I think. Yeah, yeah, centre-back, yeah. Yes. And I'm going to say that because I had no idea. I've never heard of the bloke. Yeah, um, decent upcoming. Um, oh, they're in trouble then. Fuck's well, sake. they're 1-0 up, so let's keep the faith. Right, you need to get going. You've got stuff to go and do. Um, what prediction are you going for result-wise for this one game? 
Um, People in the chat put yours and I'll highlight it. What am I going to go for? I, I'm i going to go for an edgy 2-1 Arsenal win. Um, I think I think we'll score first. Uh, I hope we'll score first. I think they will probably equalise. We'll all crap ourselves for a bit. And then I think we'll come away with a, a 2-1. Um, for those old people in the chat, you might remember this, Danny. We went up to Newcastle in the in the right E days. And I, I'm doing this purely from memory, but I seem to remember we got a 2-1 up there. And I think John Hartson scored one of the goals back then. It was that long ago. And I also remember us going up there and, and winning 2-1 when I think I think it was Bergkamp and Perez scored. But it was a very similar, you know, like evening kind of game. Um, and we we sort of knew what we needed to do and we got the results. So um, it will be tight. It will be tough. But remember, folks, it's Newcastle. It's it's not peak by Munich. So let's not crap ourselves too much. Mm, I'm invoking the spirits of Lord Hill Woods and Mr. Gunaholic. And they're going to work mm. their magical powers. And Colin, the spider catcher, is up there behind me. He's... Uh, his son brought me around Colin's ashes. He's there spying on me. Oh, my mother's turned up. So I am going to go for a stonking 4-2 to the Arsenal. There is going to be goals because Newcastle don't give a fuck. John Joe Shelby shooting from the halfway line is probably going to fluke one. And then it's going to be a great game. We're going to do it and we're going to beat them. And there's going to be goals. And then last game of the season, I think I might even do a final game of the season watch along. I've been thinking about that. And watch me having uh, having kittens because uh, what better time we did do it once I think maybe it was you or Gimli we did the charity shield many and many City. years ago. I think yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do remember us doing it. Yeah, yeah. another thing that ABW were the first to do uh, breaking ground. But I like the idea of a watch along of um, of the last game of the season, the whole atmosphere of everything that's going on. I think it could be fun. What I would say is if we don't win tomorrow night. Um, I'd just like to wish you the very best of luck finding anyone who wants the podcast <laughs> this week because I have a funny suspicion that all of ABW will mysteriously disappear into the ether this week if we don't yeah, get the result yeah. that we need. So, uh, they're there. Yeah. Like they have been all fucking season. This is my 9,000th show in a row. In I, mean, a row. I can't talk, but I have had, you know, life commitments this year. It's not because I, you know, the amount of people have been like, oh, I didn't know you'd left ABW. I was like, that's funny, neither did I. <laughs> Even I asked you at one point this season. I said, Are you, have, you, "Have you had enough?" You went, "No, I haven't." And then you turned up. Oh, I'm still here. It's just it's hard to um, juggle things and um, find time and whatnot. But yeah, I'm still here. I promise. And I'll definitely still be here if we if we uh, if we get the result we need tomorrow. Sure, hold on. My mother's come in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nearly done. Right. Sorry. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much, Chris. It's you are my favourite. I know I told John this last week. I know. I know. He, he, he paid me to say you it. You don't um, need to tell me. John smells a fish. It's all right. I get it. He does. So uh we're invoking the power of the Lord Hillwood and the Goonaholic to help us win these next two games. And Colin was a gooner as well. And that we're gonna do it. And we're gonna win. Come on, come on, gentlemen, make us win. And uh, yes, people, we will see you tonight at 10 o'clock. It'll be me and uh, Mike, which is a. Uh, ah, yes, there he is, the very man. Me and Mike doing the Sunday roast tonight at 10 o'clock. I'm in a bit better mood because the offspring rang me up and was uh, said, You hate me. And I said, Yes. <laughs> 
telling Jeremy last night as well. So she knows she's done wrong. She's like a Labrador with its tail between its legs and it's looking sheepish on that on that bombshell of family intrigue. I'm going to go. Thank you very much, Chris, for joining me. You've been an absolute delight. Uh, you're very welcome. Up the Arsenal. Do you want to tell people where they can find you every Tuesday and on, on the Twitters? I mean, they should know by now because I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at KC underscore runs with a Z because I'm down with the kids, uh, not on the kids. That's That was never proven. Uh, no, um, but yes, uh, at KC underscore runs. Uh, that's the same on Twitter and Instagram if you like pictures of various things and whatnot but yes that's where to find me and i'm also the host of french football weekly um mostly on a monday sometimes on a tuesday sometimes not at all depending on schedule but yeah a weekly podcast talking about french football if you like that kind of thing ah uh, luke howard said chris is my favorite and you're my favorite luke thank you sir Excellent. No, Noser is your phone. Come on, Noser. We, we need a hashtag carpenter out like you do every time when he's not here. Don't start <laughs> don't start fiddling around and going, you can't do it now. You've got a matter of seconds to get it out there and I can highlight it. No, right, we will be back. Um, we have uh, Charlotte. Is it Charlotte? Um, see, I know her sister's name. Senny, who does the drawing. Oh, I can't remember. See, now, you, now that I've got, got one me. of the names... I've forgotten. She's joining us for the post-game show tomorrow night. Uh, I'm not sure who else, maybe Stan or someone else. Here we go. Nose has finally <laughs> pulled his finger out of his ass and got that out there. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night after the game. Thank you very much, everybody, and goodbye. Moog, say goodbye. 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 So long. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.